This is a dill pickle, a mighty pretty pickle, especially when he joins you at the show. We have lots of pretty pickles waiting for you at the refreshment center. They're plump, tender, mouth-watering. Wouldn't one taste good right now? Hello, welcome once again to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, a podcast. Uh, we are a podcast that comes out, uh, uh, in theory, at least once a month. But uh, we'll get into all that later. But uh, first off, I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada? Hey, everybody. It's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Indeed, indeed. So uh, for folks who are curious about uh, this podcast here, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, we're part of the Dark Discussions uh, website, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It's a spinoff podcast from the original Dark Discussions podcast, and uh, we talk about all sorts of things. Uh, I'll, I'll just start off what we talk about, and then Barrett can explain uh, a bit more about it. But uh, we basically talk about horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrills, techno thrills, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, uh, cult films, uh, basically uh, anything that... Uh, interests us uh, and try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, so, Barry, uh, what, what do we usually do uh, besides that generic uh, dark discussions uh, spin? There, uh, what is? Yeah, there is no usual with us. We do things that the Dark Discussions podcast uh, probably wouldn't or has elected not to do. Or, or missed. Or missed, yeah, because we can only do so many on that podcast in a year. Um, and sometimes just it just we can't get to them all. Um, so we've got this podcast where overruns come over to here. Um, we read books and talk about them. Uh, we do interviews with directors and actors, uh, the whole gamut. So it, it covers a little more area than the dark discussions. It's not quite as narrow a focus. Um, we will pretty much do anything like this month is pride month. So we are doing, um, LGBTQ movies, and we do one a week for the for the full month. Um, but specific and, types of uh, LGBTQ, because that's yeah. a, that's that's like a genre, but it's not really. It's like more yeah. of a top level thing, right? So what do we tell? Le- what are the types of stuff we're doing? Yeah, we do lesbian art house films. Um, Phil usually picks them out. Um, he does a really good job of finding some movies that I've never heard of that are usually pretty good. Um, I can't say that I've hated any movie. There might be some movies that I didn't like as much as others, but generally they've been pretty solid. So, um, and then we've got like we're doing that for this month, and then after that we've got Suicide, The Suicide Squad, and Peacemaker. We're gonna do so that shows you how deeply we go in all directions. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, once again, the website is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, also, uh, for those folks who are curious, today is June 13th, 2023, a Tuesday night that we are recording this. Because some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we record these episodes because sometimes they don't come out immediately after they're recorded. Sometimes they land up in the queue and come out a few months later. But this one will come out almost immediately because of its timely nature. Uh, also, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and just type in Halloween Boutique in the subject or HB 
has a Halloween boutique. So HBPR in the subject. And then we'll know that the emails directly for this podcast here. And we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? You can also find the link for Patreon, which is a way that people can support different creators. And what you can do is click on the link, go to Patreon, and uh, for if you have any financial wherewithal, to be able to donate anything towards the podcast, it's appreciated. Because uh, though we release it free, uh, there are lots of costs behind the scenes. So anything that can contribute to help us helps everything keep going. So. Um, whether it's a dollar or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just anything you can contribute helps. For every $5 that you're able to donate each month, you actually get to pick a movie that you would like to get reviewed. And every quarter, that will movie will, the movies will go into a draw, and one of the movies will be picked and then be done as a review either on Dark Discussion's main feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it, it falls genre-wise. Um, again, any support financially is appreciated, but if you can't do that, you can still – do stuff like sharing the podcast on social media and getting the word out that way. Um, doing you know, the good, re- you know, positive reviews on Apple and that kind of stuff helps too. So anything you can do to help support the, the podcast is appreciated. And thank you. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, we do uh, appreciate anything that you would like to uh, contribute because again, as Sean mentioned, a buck, uh, is not too small, and any amount is acceptable because, again, we were doing this uh, for free. Uh, no uh, endorsements. We're, 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 we would take endorsements, but we're not pursuing any endorsements, even though uh, if people want to come to us, we'll most certainly endorse uh, and have commercials on our, our podcast. Uh, again, just for the reason, uh, anything that helped to pay for the number of uh, charges that we have, including the, the fees to uh, both the hosting of the website and the hosting of the um, episodes themselves. Uh, so we have uh, two bills that uh, go out uh, basically monthly to uh, keep this uh, this uh, podcast and, and all its sister podcasts and brother podcasts going. Um, all right, so uh, that's pretty much uh, the house cleaning for Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, I don't think there's anything else, but uh, if we uh, – have time at the end of the episode. We'll talk about things that we've been doing or, or watching or whatnot, whether it's video games, books, uh, TV shows, other movies, um, or anything. Again, this is Halloween Boutique Secretary Review, so we uh, can even uh, discuss uh, things that aren't related to uh, scary movies that we usually talk about on the Dark Discussions podcast. Um, all right, so with that, um, and uh, let's see. Let's go with you, Barrett. What are we going to be discussing tonight? We are going to be discussing the movie Disobedience, um, starring Rachel Weiss, Rachel McAdams, and Alessandro Nivola. All right. Um, so, oh, yeah, keep going. No, sorry. That's good. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's just listen to uh, the, the trailer. So uh, here we go. Let's hear it. Anit, <laughs> we weren't expecting you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. My father just died. So you came to on the road? Why else would I be here? Hello, Esty. Your wife? She won't be distracted by Ronnie's return? 
We all have forgiven you, Ronnie. What for, Firma? For everything. We never thought we'd see you again. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> and you're not married. It's important that this week is conducted with honor. It's the most important thing. Honor. This is my house we're talking about. I keep it in order. How did you get married? I think he felt that marriage would cure me. Ronnie? Is that you? Esty, what's happened? Tell me the truth. So uh, that's the trailer for Disobedience, a 2017 film that was, uh, uh, when it first came out, it was uh, got a lot of press, even though it was a semi-arthouse uh, uh, type film in arthouse cinema. Uh, the film uh, was directed by Sebastian uh, uh, Leo, who is a, uh, a Chilean uh, director, and then uh, it was written by him as well as Rebecca Lankovitz. Uh, Rebecca Lankovitz is uh, British, uh, as is uh, the person that really is behind this film, besides the director and the writers, which is Rachel Wise. Uh, she produced this film, uh, not executive producer or anything like that, but actually produced it. She specifically wanted this film to be made. Um, she's, uh, as folks know, an uh, uh, Englishwoman from uh, the UK, obviously, if you're from England, uh, if you're English, uh, and she uh, happens to be of the ethnicity, uh, don't let me phrase that, the, the, the religion of uh, the Jewish faith, um, so she uh, um, probably has some connection to uh, the subject material, uh, it's based off of a book by Naomi Alderman uh, called Disobedience, uh, so... The titular name of the book is the same here, and that is uh, by an English uh, author as well. Uh, Naomi Alderman is an uh, English woman, and I would assume uh, she is uh, at least half Jewish. Um, but uh, the film um, uh, got pretty good reviews, about 85% by uh, the critics. And um, that's not too shabby. Uh, whether whether uh, audiences liked it or not, uh, we'll be discussing a little bit about that going forward. Um, the film got some uh, notice and thought folks thought it would get some Oscar um, note, but uh, I don't think it got much or any at all, to be honest. Um, but that didn't mean it, it still wasn't a well-known or well-liked film by uh, many critics who make up lists at the end of the year. Um, so I guess we'll uh, get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. 
And so uh, let's start with you, uh, Sean. Uh, so I was not aware of the movie prior to this. Uh, but I, I must say that like, I really enjoy most of Rachel Weisz's, Weisz's movies. Like I loved her, you know, she does so many good roles and they're like very, you know, tend to be with touchy and difficult topics. Um, so I was interested to see what was going to happen with this, this story. Um, and I just thought, uh, I went in totally blind. I didn't know what was going to happen other than I assumed it was associated with our topic this month and see what would happen. And, uh, I would say I was very, uh, it was, a, it's a kind of a bittersweet cause it's a very good movie. It's just very sad story. All right. Anything else? Yep. yep. Uh, no, just thought it was really good and that the acting, you know, Rachel Weisz and Rachel McAdams are fantastic. And the, uh, the other players involved that we in, interact with are great too. It just, it's just a very um, serious, I would say, vibe to it. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, the film came out in 2017. So that was six years ago. And uh, I heard about it because um, I, I'm a big fan of Rachel Wise um, for a number of reasons, her acting and, and whatnot. And um, this film popped up and they were talking about it because it was, um, uh, for six years ago, uh, a fairly graphic uh, uh, sex scene, they, they, they said, uh, for the time period, uh, especially um, for the LGBTQ uh, film, um, which which uh, at that time uh, a lot of a lot of uh, LGBTQ films um, were mostly um, part of the art house community or, or never like mainstream. But uh, this one had some big names in it, uh, the two lead actresses, and so so it got a lot of note. Uh, so you could say it could be kind of a milestone for that. Um, so that's how I heard about the film. And I, I did hear that it had some uh, pretty good uh, reviews. So um, when it came out on VOD, um, I, I, I purchased it. Uh, that was back in the day when um, you you couldn't get VOD immediately unless you paid twenty something dollars. This this you know did the Netflix or or did the rentals or something. I don't know what it did, but but either way, it was like only ten twelve bucks. So I, I purchased it back uh, probably in twenty eighteen when when it finally reached the VOD market. Um, and I remember liking the film when I watched it, but, uh, not really, um, loving it that much. Um, but I liked it. And then, uh, I rewatched it again. Uh, it was either, I think it was two nights ago, Sunday, maybe and Sunday night. And, um, I forgot how actually how good this film really is. It's a, it's a really great film actually. Um, and, uh, Sean is not wrong. Uh, when he says that it is a sad film, but it's sad for various reasons. Um, and we'll talk about it. Uh, this film actually seems to have a little more of a hidden message about um, uh, marriage and gender roles and all this other stuff that other LGBTQ films that we've seen don't. Um, but but it's so small and it, that that it doesn't really take away from the main focus of the film. Um, so um, yeah, it's a really great film. Uh, big thumbs up. Um, and if you like the subject matter, it may be something to check out. And then of course, um, 
for the midnight movie fans, uh, yeah, you do get to see um, Rachel Wise and Rachel McAdams uh, in undress and in what at the time was a controversial uh, sex scene. Uh, so let's go with you, uh, Barrett. Yeah, I uh, had never heard of this film. Um, I'm pleased that I got to watch it. I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I've been a Rachel Wise fan since The Mummy, <laughs> um, which I thought she all was great. All of us, I think, right? Yeah, yeah all of us. Yeah. That's <laughs> the first time then. I think we ever heard her about her, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it left an impression. She was great in that movie. So um, everything that she's been in, I've liked her in. Um, I also like the other two actors um, that are part of the trinity of actors for this film. Uh, Rachel McAdams, always awesome. I've liked her in pretty much everything I've seen her in. And um, Alessandro uh, Nivola, he's really good, too, in everything I've seen him in. And the first time I remember seeing him was in Face Off. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Was he the brother? He was the, uh, yeah, he's the brother to oh, Nicolas Cage's God, character. That's where I recognized him from. Okay, thanks, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so their acting was impeccable and I thought the story was really, really well done. Um, it's, it just hits you in the heart. Uh, I think it is sad, but I also think there is happiness at the end. Um, I I think it generally ends on a happy note, but it's kind of bittersweet. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. So it's not hard. Like last move, last week's movie to watch. It's, it's a hard different in it, type, right? Yeah, it's a different kind of hard, but it's a hard that you can probably relate to a little more. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's a it's a great film. All right, sounds good. So, uh, um, that's pretty much our reviews on the film. Um, so, with that, uh, uh, oh, uh, it got seventy five percent by t- over two thousand plus Rotten Tomatoes regular viewers. So, uh, just you know people that watch films, not the critics. So uh, a little less than the critics, but, but pr- pretty, pretty uh, right on. Uh, so pr- pretty close. Um, but uh, with that, uh, do we have a wiki for this part? We do. A woman returns well, to hey, her... Hey, hey, uh, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. A woman returns to her Orthodox Jewish community that shunned her for her attraction to a female childhood friend. Once back, their passions reignite as they explore the boundaries of faith and sexuality. That's an unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I gives yeah, way yeah. too much away because I had no yeah. idea until a certain point that there was a relationship there. Right. Well, the, the, there is a um, the, the poster doesn't help either because it's it's kind of parodic. No, yeah, you know, it like, is. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, if if you went into this and watched like the first thirty to forty minutes of the film, you wouldn't even know that this was going to be. Yeah, you just know there's tension, right? There's yeah, a lot uh, of tension, and you don't understand why, and it doesn't well, get well, resolved you, for a long time. Well, you kind of figure that it's because the Rachel Wise character has left the, the, the Jewish community of London. And, right. but that's and as so far as it goes, right? You don't yeah, think that she's yeah. done what has been done. Right, 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 right. Oh, you don't know why she's left or why she has had a falling out with her father and all these other things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's, that's, uh, the, the wiki. Uh, so unlike the wiki, uh, what we do here, uh, on the Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews, uh, we don't only review the film, but we also critique and dissect it. 
However, before we do the the deep dive where we talk about anything and everything related to the film, including spoilers, twists, the ending, what the uh, director or writer producers are trying to say, or the author of the the source material are trying to say in the in the story, uh, but before we do all that, uh, we will throw up a spoiler alert. So you will know that we're going to talk about all those things related to the film that may um, take away some of the plot. But before we do that, we throw up the spoiler. Uh, we did our review as we just did, but we also talked about general things uh, related to the film. So, for example, the this is art house lesbian films that we're talking about in the month of June. You know, we'll, we'll probably compare it to other films that we've talked about uh, on prior episodes. We could talk about um, the... This being um, certain aspects such as uh, religion and the role of religion, especially um, those of uh, strong faith such as the Jewish Orthodox community, compared to, um, quote unquote, regular, the commoners that just walk around every day uh, doing their things. So we got all sorts of things we can talk about. So uh, with that, uh, let's get into the non-spoilers part. And we I got talk. some I want to bring up. All right, let's go, Bart. I- it's a very small thing, but uh, I thought the music, when the men were singing the music, it was just amazing. Uh, yes. Hearing that was like, I don't know, it was just really special. You, you mean the, the, the um, like the religious prayer music? like that? Yeah, huh? like they, the they, were, they were chanting. Well, I wouldn't call it chanting. They were singing. But um, there were two scenes where it happened where it was just really amazing. I, I just really, really put me in the feel of the community that they were in. Right, right. Yeah, see, uh, there's one thing that was interesting, too, about, about this, and this is obviously a, a uh, non-sequitur in a sense, but um, the when I was re-watching it on Sunday, I had to stop and, and look on the internet to find out where it was taking place, because for some reason, when I, like I said, I watched it like six or five years ago, and I thought it took place where Rachel Wise's character used to live in Brooklyn and moved to London, but then came back to Brooklyn for what occurs in the film that brings her back. But it's actually the other way around. She, she's, she's from London and she has gone to Manhattan and then she's gone back to London, uh, to, uh, basically, um, for certain reasons. And, and that surprised me because I forgot, I, I, I forgot that this took place in London. And I also forgot that London had a large, uh, Jewish enclave in their city, similar to, um, New York city does. And so well, that, and they're that, not that, real clear on where we are throughout yeah. until you like, you hear, you hear once later on in the film kind of get an idea that, yeah, she's in London, but you can tell she's in yeah. New York in the beginning because it just looks like New York. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, they don't say. <laughs> so it's well, kind of interesting. Well, and it, this, is, this is where I got all confused too when I rewatched the film was because the woman that says you have to take this phone call has a British accent. So that's why I thought she was in London. Oh, but yeah. Then, but then when she goes to uh, visit her family and her old community – Everybody over there has English accents too, and I'm going. Well, hold on, I don't get what's going on here. So that's when I have to stop the film, and then it's like, oh, okay. So it was just coincidence that the woman that had the English accent that said you have to take this phone call happened to be living in Manhattan too. Well, and they don't do the usual thing of showing the skylines. You right. usually get that yeah, in a film, don't. and London and New York are so distinctive. You'd think they'd have showed something, but they didn't. They just went with it I, as part of the. I was story. wondering about. 
part of it is keeping it more um, organic or more relatable in that, that this could be anywhere yeah, as opposed yeah. to focusing on New York and London. You know, you the don't locations get don't matter, right? Yeah, right, but the just, but the community does, and and there's only so many uh, big cities that have have uh, I guess Orthodox or Hasidic Jewish communities. I, I guess, right? To my knowledge, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I think you know, you're right. You know, because I know Brooklyn is huge. It's like ridiculous. I remember I was in Brooklyn last year for a concert to see Lola Kirk, and uh, I was there on a Sunday too, and. Sunday morning, I was heading to Coney Island from Queens, where I was staying. And as I'm go- driving through Brooklyn, everybody w- w- was Orthodox Jew on the street because they were all coming. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not on Sunday, on Saturday. Every, on Saturday, everybody came out of um, Temple. And if you're Orthodox, you have to live near your temple, meaning you have to walk to your temple. You can't drive right. to it. If, and, and so there are. The, those folks, that community is huge there, and um, so that kind of um, was like, oh yeah, that's right. Brooklyn has a large Jewish community. I forgot about that. You know, so um, so I, I that's why I just assumed it was Brooklyn. But I see your point, Sean, because yeah, technically, you know, you could you could you could interchange this community with the Amish, for example, or or any other type of group, and and you would probably have the same type of story, probably. Um, yeah. But but the city really doesn't matter. It's it's the enclave that matters. So that's a, that's a fair point too. Uh, well, I think that's how it kept it grounded too in that way because it wasn't you, you again. It wasn't focusing on location. It was focusing on the story and in the characters involved in the story. And they didn't need to to make it bigger, right? I think yeah, that's sure. how it makes it even more relatable and understandable. Is making it feel so not claustrophobic, but smaller, right? right yeah. Like, this is like, it could have been like a three room movie <laughs> if they wanted it to. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. I just thought that was done very well. And I like just how they shot it. It had a, like, it, not quite gritty, but it just had that kind of feel to it where, you know, you're here watching a story unfold and the emotions and stuff and the, the thought provoking things. And it may have been, brings out of you but you get that this is a human story right yes if that makes sense oh yeah yeah this is this is uh a true definition of uh drama as a genre um even though it's lgbtq it's really it's really a drama this is this is a true definition of just human interest story but go go on uh barrett yeah, and it's really interesting because the three main characters are all victims. Yes. Yeah, 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 and and and, but very differently. Right, um, very yeah. differently. Um, yeah. You know, so some cool. may benefit from their victimhood, and others yeah. don't. But they are all victims of it, and they all have to make their own decisions at, by the end yeah. to figure out how they won't be victims anymore. Right, right. The, the yeah. one that's the biggest victim. At the end of the film is uh, the character played by Alessandro, whatever his name yes. is. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it's because for a number of reasons, which include um, 
well, I don't want to get into spoilers, but but we yeah, won't get into all that. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to avoid it by being very general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's at least there's two things for sure, maybe even three. That and, and there can even be more, but I'm thinking of, of two big ones. Um, but I've I don't think I've ever seen a movie that did such a good job of making all of the main characters victims yeah, of yeah. something. You know, it's, it was yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you don't really hate any of the three main characters. If you hate no. anybody, it's some of the people in the community yeah. that are around, around them. them. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing with, um, like, like they're, they're all different. Like Rachel McAdams character, her character is a victim of, uh, loss of dreams. Um, uh, Rachel Wise's character is the, the loss of family. And Alexandra Nivola's character is uh, well uh, is more of a spoiler, so I can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so so yeah yeah it's it's pretty tough it's pretty tough stuff. Well, and they're all victims of so- their society, right? Yeah. In the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly big time big time. And the yeah. thing is, you can see all their perspectives, right? And not in a judgment or judgmental way. And I think the acting is so superb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From all of them. Right. And like, I mean, we expect that from Rachel Weisz and Rachel McAdams is really good. Um, and Alessandro is good too, but it was just, you, you could dare gift of being able to get this across the screen really adds to the story. And right. it's just, it's just, they do such a good job of making it um, something that you, you, you feel is totally believable. Well, and they all do it without words in so many yes, aspects of this lots movie. Lots of just the expressions and the yeah. body movements. The look in just, their eyes. <laughs> is Yeah, so uh, just such such a great um, piece of art, I would say, yeah, <laughs> in regards yeah, yeah. to what they pulled off. So Right, right. Yeah, and out of the three characters, uh, the SD character, which is played by Rachel McAdams, her character... Even even though it's an incident that causes everything to go in motion, it's her character that I, I think is is the is controlling everything because it depends on what she does depends on what happens. Well, and she's also the one that becomes least damaged by the whole thing, honestly. Uh, because well, she's yeah. making those decisions, everybody yeah. else is acting. Uh, you know in reference to what she's decided. Right. Yeah. She's the one who's chosen to take agency while the others are. They choose sacrifice. Yeah. They choose sacrifice. Every, both of them have to sacrifice something for SD to, to come out in the end. And it doesn't make her a selfish character. No, it she's doesn't. That's selfish. the interesting thing. No, <laughs> that's she's not. the thing, right? It's not a situation where you're saying that, well, you know, well, she's selfish and she's this or that. Well, it's, you, well, that that's uh, you know that that's that's I'm I'm kind of agreeing with you, Sean. But I could see someone saying, "But she is," and I could agree with them as well. I, I can see that, yeah. but I <laughs> because because there's something re- that one of the one of the, the 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 secrets we can't talk about until we throw the spoiler alert makes her um not as good as we think because it kind of screws over. Um, Several people, yeah, I agree with you. But I think her decisions in the end, I mean, and some of that's based on the expectations of society. Um, And 
for all of them. So one makes one decision, which causes another to have to make a different decision that they wouldn't normally have made. And then that messes up another person's life. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. It, yeah. it's like this triune of problems yeah. all fo- forced upon them by society that they've grown up in and learned that this is the way things are. Yes. Um, and you don't question it, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Ronit, which is Rachel Wise's character, is the only one that said, uh, bullpucky, I'm out of here. And some would say that she was running away. She like was, she, well, or you know, forced out. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. But, 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 but you know didn't force her out. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, well, they, they wouldn't they have forced her, her out if, if she had chosen the same route as Esty. But right. the thing is, is that, Ronna, well, that's the thing with Ronna. Even if she didn't have the bisexual tendencies, I don't think she wanted to be in that life anyway. Because of the, because as you can see, she lives in Manhattan. She's a photographer. She's well, isn't know, it interesting? Arts. Wait a second. So yeah. let's get back to those bisexual tendencies. Because what I find most interesting about her character is she was found to be gay. And she left because of that because she didn't want to submit. But then she she's having sex with men well, that's, randomly. That's, well, we don't know if it's random. Well, it but, looked random in the bathroom. Well, they they, they only showed her. <laughs> well, she heard bad news, and yeah, like, I know. a lot of people will go and eat you know uh, five hundred uh, McDonald's. I'm not judging or, her for or that. Chocolate. <laughs> I'm right, not right. judging her. No, no, no. But they, 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 we don't know if she has had a three year long term relationship in the past or she was about right. to get married. We don't know. But any it's of that. interesting that she's with men now, even though that's, well, that's why she that, ostensibly no, left. No, no. But that's see. This is where I think you're wrong, Barry. And I'll explain why. She, unlike Esty, Esty is a truly a lesbian that's living a heterosexual life while Ronit, And again, we're talking 2023 definitions of yeah, the yeah. sexual curve here. Okay. Because it, it, you know, four years ago, if you, if you, even if you have sleeping with both people would just say you're gay, but she, with her, she only had a sexual attraction t- for one woman and one woman. Yeah. Only. I think, I think you might be right about that. That's I what I meant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I think that, yeah, she loved, she's more interested in men except when it comes to her. Right, exactly. So, so Esty, yeah. Exactly. That, that's, that was my point, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that makes complete sense. Yeah. So, but that stuff we'll, we'll talk about, too, uh, in more details as we get further into the film. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, yeah, so so every time she would talk to somebody um, they would say, I hope you live a long life. And I was, and this is, I, I was wondering if this was an insult to her or something else. So I looked it up and I guess this is a, a thing that, uh, at least in Orthodox and maybe all Jewish fa- uh, faiths, they say that at funerals to everybody, um, especially the, the folks that have lost their, a loved one. Um, uh, but with, with this case, I think it was both a shot at her as well as the custom. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. The and it was not welcoming. <laughs> no, right, especially right. that one woman. <laughs> oh yeah, not at all. Right, right. Well, even even her uh, that the the guy that did the will, the lawyer guy. What, what, oh, you mean her, he, uncle? He, yeah, uncle, her uncle? Yeah, her uncle. Her <laughs> uncle. He he was a dink too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was just because, a complete dick. Yeah, because he could have said. 
um, you know, oh, how have you been doing and all that. But instead, yeah, he could have some empathy. I but mean, instead come just, on. But yeah. instead, he just says, "I hope you live a long life." And it's like, and blamed yeah. her for not being there. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, and 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 technically, it 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 was you could argue the her father was the is the one to blame but again you know you know i don't i don't want to piss on people's faith either you know what i'm saying because i know a lot of people say see religions are intolerant they, they're backwards they're this, they're, but you know you, in some cases you're right um and this guy yeah i don't know it's just tough to talk about I, we'll, we'll I get mean, into I it under, yeah, yeah, yeah i get where you're going with that i understand that you know there Religion to me should be about forgiveness as well, and and love, and they, well, well, it right. shouldn't be her doing an act of contrition to get that forgiveness for them. That should be in their heart to start with. That's right, right. Well, the problem I have with it. Right, right. What, what, what are the the born again Christians or, or the Southern Baptists or, or real Protestant American religions that are real like Orthodox? They always say, "Love the sinner, hate the sin." Now the question is, the problem—it's not a problem—but the question is for the, these folks in this film, her father and her uncle and whoever else, is gayness, LGBT, whatever you want to call it—I I don't know the appropriate term—but I'll just go being a lesbian. Well, that, since that's what it is, yeah. is that or a bisexual and Rachel? Rice's characters, Ronit's character, um, is that a sin? And see, that's 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 the new. Con- com- com- uh, I'll just use a word I can say. That's the 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 argument. The argument. Commudrum. That's the word I was looking for. Well, what I would uh, argue uh, to- is, do humans have the right to decide what is sin if they believe in a god? Well, well that that that. Well, this is the problem. I'm not going to be arguing that stuff. I see, <laughs> yeah, I see I where you're, I, what I'm, I'm saying is, if you have a book that is supposed to be divine from God, whether it's the Quran or the yep. Bible or the Old Testament plus the Torah in the Jewish faith, and it says certain things, it's a sin. Well, and, and you have and to it's go from off, God, right? And there's, there's a good point that you have right there. We're talking the Old Testament, not the New. Yeah. Yeah, so there yeah, is a difference. Yeah. There's a deep di- difference between that and the New Testament. So, and then the different versions yeah, yeah. of that said right, right. stuff, right? So, yeah. well, they're they're pretty pretty faithful. I know they've changed some of the colloquial language to make it more understandable to the modern age, but they're they're pretty pretty standard. You you pick one Bible up and you pick another Bible up, even if they're worded archaically or not it says the same thing it's it's not bastardized as well they all come from king's james king james but we don't yeah, know yeah right past that how accurate they are but i don't really care myself so yeah i don't want to get into a discussion but that wasn't my point i, I wasn't even trying to yeah. i just wanted to, sean was one that mentioned that yeah yeah that and i just wanted to correct him i just can oh, see that least... being a deep wormhole we could get into and i don't want yeah, to get but, into but that. what i want to say is, <laughs> is that that so the so if if in this community this Jewish community here in this movie, they think it's a sin. Yep. So while if you go to the general society, then they will say it's it's not a sin. So that's the first problem there. You have to fight. So so, but if it's a sin, you could still love the sinner, 
and hate the sin, but they don't do that, right? They they just toss around, or you know, they they ostracize, or or they excommunicated. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Or, or or they make like and for Esty's character, they just say that she's something wrong in the head, and that yes. she and that she's um you know just has some some. Some issues, or or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or that that you know, you you could go to hell, or, or whatever the, the term is in the Jew, Jewish faith. Yeah, I mean, um, they even talk about her as maybe causing problems. <laughs> they they have a separate meeting about her, basically. In yeah. the movie. <laughs> Who's that, Esty? No, the um the leaders of the community talk about um Rachel Weiss's character coming back. Yeah, run it. Oh, and right, right. whether she's making things, it, can, is it okay for her to stay in your house? Is this going to cause a problem? That's right, how right. much they have a problem with her. Yeah. Right, right. Well, well, and and that's this. And I, again, I don't know. We don't know enough about this film and this community in this film, I should say. But I do know. Oh yeah, I know nothing about the Jewish, I, the Orthodox I, Jewish. No, community. no, no. no but, but but I'm just talking about in this film. But I do know there's a lot of religions that will disassociate with other people if they're not part of their religion or they don't follow the certain terms beliefs. So, you know, I, I, uh, had a friend, uh, a friend of mine, his brother turned into a Jehovah witness and he basically told all his family that they're, they're going to hell. And, you know, if you don't, if you convert to a, Mo- a Mormon or a Muslim or, or certain religions, there, there's certain things that, you, you well, we can't associate with. There's even even a podcast right now. He married a Jewish. He's an Italian guy from from Brooklyn, and he married a, a Jewish girl. And um, they he has a right to call the Jewish ambulance if there's a problem, while the Jewish ambulance won't go to Gentiles' houses and stuff. In, in other words, you you can there's private for someone. People are saying, "What are you talking about ambulances?" Yeah, they have it, private ambulances. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Not not just Jewish folk. Everybody. There's a lot of companies that have private ambulances. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but, but they, they specifically in this yeah. instance. Yeah. And I, I was I was going to come again when when he was telling me about this, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah," and they actually. Th- Thought they were at the wrong house because my last name's Italian, and I, <laughs> but it's my wife who's Jewish. You know? So it was like um, it's just interesting. So so they they meaning they meaning these these uh, very religious communities may not associate with people who aren't one of them, and that may even include those who used to be part of their community that are no longer, such as Ronette's character, right. Um, so, so there's a lot, a lot of debate whether or not, you know, I mean, I mean, if we, if we just look at it in layman's terms, um, we, we, we pro- everybody would probably choose, uh, Ronit's side, but if you look at it other ways, I could see it, people saying, well, you know, you know, but yeah, and we don't, we do- definitely don't have enough background on what happened to her. We just know right. what we are seeing now. So it's kind of hard to say exactly. And we do see what they do to um, Esty's character when they're found kissing. Yep. Yes, yes. So, That's right. Right. Well, I mean, to be honest, though, that, that whether it's it was a lesbian kiss or not, if she was kissing someone that wasn't her husband... Yeah, that's could, a big I, deal to them. That's a big that's a big deal no matter what. So I could see them saying, uh, our, our t- the woman who's teaching all our children is possibly having a fear whether it's with a woman or not it's it's to them it may be a problem well in that uh, orthodox community i mean they can't touch anybody with their husband right i mean 
Yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot something of those, like that. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot, a lot of the Jewish folk from Brooklyn, they they come up to uh, New Hampshire for for tourist stuff. There's a lot, a lot of stuff up here. And yeah, I, I, I seen like the woman there. You can you can spot them out pretty much, you know, because they trust just like in this movie. Though the woman won't sit next to people who aren't their husband. You know, it's just interesting how it works. Or they'll sit on the, always on the inside, so. They won't be next to the husband, uh, someone. That, I mean, I'm not saying that's all of them, all folks from these communities, but but at least the, the ones I've seen when I've been uh, on buses or boats or, or ferries or stuff um, in New Hampshire when when they've come to visit, it's kind of interesting. Um, and again, that that could be part of the you know, um, uh, what was the word I'm looking for when when women are. Um, uh, not trying to be flashy to other men. I forget what the word is called. Flirting? Seductive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seductive is a good enough word, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It's a, it's a word I always forget for some reason. Don't ask me why. Um, all right, anything else that we wanted to talk about that's not spoiling? I think we should uh, just go to the spoilers. Now. Yeah. All right, might as well. We're, we're, yeah, we're 42 minutes in, so uh, we can do that. Uh, or 43 to 44 minutes, depending on if you want to add that, include the trailer. So, um, all right, so uh, we're going to talk about everything and anything related to this film going forward. So all spoilers uh, will be from this point on. Um, and we'll, we'll probably jump around. We're not going to you know, have to go uh, scene by scene. We're probably going to jump around and talk about the big points and, and what's happening to these characters. And, we will and, not be restricted. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So the spoiler alert is up. So we will talk about everything and anything related to this film. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised you guys hadn't heard of this film. That's kind of interesting. But uh, that's not a, a spoiler. It's just something <laughs> of interest. Um, all right. So um, let's see. So uh, what do we want to talk about? All right. So let's talk about it. What, basically what it is, is is when she was a young girl, probably teenager. We don't really get the age. Um, but she meaning uh Ronit, Rachel Wise's character, and Esty, Rachel McAdams character, uh had a little uh fling as teenagers most likely, um or late teenagers, maybe even early twenties because if you're you're when Ronit's character leaves the community uh, she can't be that young of a teenager. She has to be. No. Yeah. 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 She has to be at least. <laughs> eight, I would think eighteen to to twenty two, probably. I don't, I don't. I have no idea. So she, um, they get caught, and the problem between the two of them is that Esty's just a random person in the community, but Ronit's character is the daughter of the rabbi, and um, so yeah, this is a, a big. Uh, no, no for the daughter of the rabbi because this can kind of embarrass um, him. At least uh, that's, that's what we're implied, I think, in the film. So she's she either is banned or refuses to bend, and so she bails and goes off and lives a life of uh, a regular person, quote unquote, regular person. And then Esty. On the other hand, does not and decides to stay with the community and is uh, counseled through both medical and religious uh, therapies and um, marries uh, both Ronit and Esty's friend from childhood um, named Dovid. 
uh, David, uh, if you prefer. It's a, the Hebrew ver- or Yiddish version of David, I assume. And um, so she stays back. And what happens is, is that Rachel McAdams' character, Run It, is a photographer in Manhattan. And she gets a phone call that her father has passed away. And we see that scene. That's the first scene of the film. Uh, he's doing a... Uh, a sermon or whatever they, they call their, their sermons in, in, in the Jewish temple. And he kills over and, and is rushed to the hospital, but passes away. Um, so she comes back for the funeral, the respects to, as, as her, the daughter of her father, since the mother is already dead or, or is out of the picture for some reason. Um, to come back to also not only uh, attend the funeral, work the funeral, but also um, work out the the will and, and all those other things. Um, and so that's pretty much the, the setup of the film, right? The start, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And we see her in a montage um, when she finds out that her father dies, that... Uh, she yeah she just has sex with some random guy in a in a bar bathroom or a dance club bathroom she uh walks the streets and you know whatever 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 and then the next scene is we see her in london across from um i guess her her father's house um where they have people not you know paying i don't, I don't know just gathering because of the death and that's that's where the movie really begins. So, uh, where do we want to go? What do we want to talk about? We don't have to. We don't have to go scene to scene. We can we can just jump yeah, right no. into into certain stuff. So, what do you want to talk about? Well, just like the the presentation of like a couple of sequence of the scenes where you can tell from the start that Ronit isn't welcome. Mm-hmm. The person who's made her welcome is her friend. But everyone else is either standoffish or worse to her. And Except for tell, one person. There is one person. There's a well, woman. One other person, yeah. The, the other, yeah. one other lady who's not like that. But everyone else is like shunning her. And you can feel the tension. And they did a really good job of reflecting that without like going over the top with stuff, right? And I just thought they did a good job of putting you in that situation and feeling that tension and that anxiety. Mm-hmm of being in that place where you're not really wanted. Yeah, and, and it's a couple of reasons, too. Because, again, if we went into this film blind and we didn't know this was a lesbian film and we didn't know um, anything about the film at all, um, you would assume that it's because she's gone off to live a libertine lifestyle, which is completely opposite of the community lifestyle. So for, if people don't know what libertine means... And I think I'm, I'm I'm saying the word correctly. It's basically a lifestyle of uh, uh, partying, living it up, doing what you want. You know, uh, but basically what well, anybody... opposite to the orthodox, because orthodox yeah. is all about tradition and following a strict rule, right? Right, right. You no. wouldn't see these communities at a dance club, right? You wouldn't see these no. these communities going on a date with someone uh, without maybe a. Uh, a chaperone. You wouldn't see these people wearing the clothes that normal folk would wear, right? So, so it's. I would have assumed if I didn't know this was a, a lesbian film, that the reason they were and and, and it's pro- probably partly whether she, it was oh, they caught her as a child 
or a teenager having lesbian sex, they also would, would be poo-pooing the clothes she wears, the lifestyle she has anyway, right? I mean, just as they right. do to, to all of us. I mean, we, we don't even party. and we, we, you know, we just live in, in our house, but they would be possibly poo-pooing us too or saying, well, they're, you know, they're, uh, you know we work with them. They're, they're, they're good people in that way, but they're not part of our community and we don't approve the way they live. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely gets the cold shoulder by um, old friends, old and, and most certainly family, uh, extended family, except for from uh, D- David or David, um, who is surprised she's there though. But yes. but he's warm. <laughs> but he welcomes her, and he yeah. does everything to try and you know make her feel that she's it's okay for her to be here, right? Yeah, Whereas anyone else is, is doing the opposite. He's the one in her. I mean, you would think about this. You've lost your father, whatever your relationship was with your parent, right? Even if you had fights and argued or whatever, losing your parent is probably one of the hardest things you're going to go through. So yeah. yeah. Especially, that- especially when it, we're assuming she still loved her father. Yeah. Even though, oh yeah. Because because it wasn't like he was an abusive person. He's just a re- orthodox religious person who wanted things to be a certain way. It, it, yeah. He didn't beat her. He didn't rape her. He didn't you know do anything like that. So continue, Sean. Just but I just, just want to clarify that for folks. Yeah. Because because but if just, if, the, if the parent was evil, you you wouldn't give a rat's ass. You'd probably piss on their grave. But, but in the time to, of the but in a time of trauma, grief. These people aren't rallying together to say, hey, whatever the differences were, whether we agree with your lifestyle or not, we understand you're in a time of mourning. They're not doing that, which is very (laughs) contrary to what – the uncle is is the most egregious, I feel, because because he actually says, uh, you know, you're not – you should have been here. And I, and it's yeah. like, you know the damn, goddamn reason why I'm not here. And even if you think I'm a sinner for the lifestyle I'm living now, never mind why I left, you still understand I'm not like I'm not unlike many other human beings out in the world, like everybody you see on the street. So for him to do that, he was a, he was a dick. Yeah, he yeah. should. He, he should have said, "said I'm sorry, but, you know, you know, this is what it is, and this was this." I mean, he still totally. was nice to her at pots, but he was still a dink. Yeah. He was finding every way he could to dig into her yeah. and make it difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and just, just like almost one. smugly telling her that she didn't get anything from the narrative. Yes, he didn't have to wait till the next day. She didn't even need to go in there. He wasted yeah. her time. He was just and he did it intentionally, day. right? It's, right, he did it intentionally. And it's just so like he could tell the, her off. <laughs> yes, and like just when the when they're at the dinner and that woman is going after her, making the comment about you need to be married or you should be married. It's right, and just you know making it so awkward because you know the other lady, the the nicer lady, had been trying to engage in just normal conversation, and then you have that one who's just looking to cause trouble. Now, do you think that woman was clueless or not? And let me explain what I mean. Because yeah, we, we know there's people that are just dinks, and and yeah. and and we also know people are, are rude without even knowing it. Was she rude without even knowing it? No, she no, knew. No, so she so knew. She, yeah. she was saying it to for as a dig, not saying it to be like it yes. would be nice. You know, you, she it's was good saying to it as somebody. a dig for sure. 
Okay, fair enough. I just I was wasn't sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. If she's saying it as a dig. Yeah, it probably wasn't a wise thing to say at that at that point. You know, like my father just died, and you're saying I should live a life a certain way, it, even whether it's married or any anything else. It doesn't matter. It's just like this: we're grieving my dad being dead, and you're more concerned about taking pot shots, right? Again, like the uncle was kind of thing. So it's just yeah. it's just interesting yeah. that you have within that community, right? And it's, it happens in every community, right? You have people who are loving and caring and embracing and then there's people who aren't and they still say that they're you know part of the you know the religion and do the religion thing and whatever and it's just you're gonna have good and bad people in everything right oh yeah yeah yeah. and it's just yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a degree of badness i wouldn't call yeah, that no, woman the most evilest person no but, not at all she's like yeah on the low end of just right, not but, being a nice person right yeah. right she's still a but the point is is that you know you were in a time of grief, you're not being supportive. You're not being empathetic or sympathetic to the person, right? And that's right. so. I mean, it, again, I'm not. It saying says a lot about her character, right? Yeah. I mean, right. Well, it's, there, it's, there's, it's, yeah. Go on. Keep on going. No, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say. I was just interject and say it's. It's not like they. It, they didn't have to be polite because they know once this week is over. She's going to leave anyway, so they yeah. would have been polite for that one week. Right, and then, right, and so, you know, exactly. But, but instead, they go, oh, this is a, instead of being polite and say we're sorry about the loss, let's do our digs. Yeah, this let's is our opportunity our to say everything we couldn't yeah. say because she left. Right, and, and, and the thing is, is like a lot of them, it's none of their business because it's between the father and the daughter. And I understand he's the rabbi, meaning, meaning he's an important figure in the community, so – a lot of those people, or those folks, I should say, would consider him important part of their daily life. So to them, they may take it personally that she wasn't there, versus say if it was just their neighbor, you know. But still, it's it's like you know, it's it's her life. Yeah. It, well, it, it's 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 the, her father and her and the and the daughter's life, and it's also. Uh, the fact that someone just lost their father, no matter what the relationship was yep. prior, be, be, because again, we don't—they don't know if the daughter has tried to reach out or he's tried to reach out and they were rebuffed. They don't know anything. If she showed up, it must mean she, she cared. She cared, <laughs> and maybe she did try to call him a few times and he just hung up. I don't know. You know, I mean, who knows? And that's why I liked when we get to the end of the movie. When you have the situation uh, after it's been resolved between the three friends where she goes to her father's grave and is able to have that moment with her father, take the photo and you feel like there's some kind of a cathartic release from that. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, um, if you know it, it's it was it was her on her terms without yeah. anybody there yeah yeah yep. i thought that was good but i mean just it was interesting through the movie just watching that you know the different interactions and you know even with uh her friend right how at first her friend is which friend you know uh Esty yeah is yeah. is very she's not reaching out, right? 
Whereas Dovid is, is very much about trying to bring her in and welcome her. And, you know, Esty's not being um, mean well, or well, anything, but she's not reaching out and, and you well, know, yeah. in a way. Well, what, what, what Esty does, and Esty pisses me off in this film because she is the one that got the call to um, run it about her father's death because no one else was going to call her. So she wasn't even going to know that her father died if yes. if Esty didn't have the phone call to her. That's the first thing. But the second thing is it was for a selfish reason. It wasn't because she wanted Ronit to know, oh, your father passed. It was because she wanted Ronit to come back. So she may or may not try to hook up with Ronit. And the thing is, is, is she... I don't think that was her intent. I honestly don't. I think she was. Well, she says her, it. She came, she came right out and said it. She goes, "I just wanted you to come so I could see you." Oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, she said it on the street. She said it on the street when they, um, when uh, uh, Ronit was, was still wearing a wig without uh, forgetting that right, she was still right. wearing the, the Bob wig. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you rewatch it, that's that's. It, I was like, whoa! Oh my gosh! So she, it was a, it was. It was selfish. Well, there's, it is selfish, but there's so much unresolved between all three of them that, you know, if it never happened, they all would have suffered the rest of their lives. Right. Well, but you know what? Esty also kind of is so wishy-washy. Like the problem with her character is it's not her fault. Nothing's her fault. So when she gets attracted to run it, she gets all upset and 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 flustered, and then she's all into it, and then she's not. And because you, I know what's going on. She's debating between her old life and breaking out of the old life. But she, it's not fair to run it. I feel or her husband or her husband, <laughs> right? Or her husband, exactly. Yeah. And and then the other thing too with her is she. Um, She's kind of crude the way she breaks the news to everybody too. It's to both Ronit and to her husband. Without, I mean, she she's kind of like all the folks that were rude to to Ronit when she got there because she she goes, "This is how it is." I don't know. She just seemed she she, she didn't know how to go. I have to sit you down because I have to. Well, tell you. yeah, she didn't know how, but I, I understand her quandary. She's been trapped in this life and now she's pregnant and she's she was seeing at first no way out and then finally when she sees what Ronit has become she yep. sees that she can do what she wants to do it, it doesn't have to be this way and so once she's made that decision and has become her own person that's where the change occurs and you know it may seem like she's not being empathetic or selfish or whatever but does she deserve to be a little selfish at this point? I mean, she is gay and she married a guy because of her society. And well, you know, well, no, well, well, no, there's, I mean, yeah, you, you got to live your life, but, but it's not any of the people's fault that her husband's fault or Ronit's fault. No, I don't and, think she blamed you know, them either. I don't think now, she blamed them. Now Ronit, Ronit's, I think says the, the most important line of the whole movie is why did you stay? Right. Uh, and, and it was brilliant because it's like Rhonda just bailed and she's living the life she wants. Not not that it's any happier than anybody else's, but it's more, most certainly more happy than if she had uh, lived the life that she didn't want to live. Well, she has her agency, which is what Esty doesn't have. Right, right, right. right. 
Yeah. And that's the difference. And that's the thing where you see, because they're each of them are trapped, right? Based on different roles. Yep. And you see how each of them has dealt with it or not dealt with it. And it's not a situation. Again, it's a, I think it's a, you can understand each of the different person's positions. You may not always yeah. agree with everything, right? But you can right. understand that this is why things have turned out the way they have because of da-da-da-da-da. And I think you could see that which, with each of the characters. And I think the, the one thing that was interesting with David's character was that throughout the movie, he's, I mean, again, he's very much orthodox, right? He was in line to be, to be promoted. And he is as a question of faith and family. You know, Not just I, promoted, I, he was going to be the spiritual yeah, leader of be, the whole community. Yeah, he, yeah, he was taking over for, for the, uh, the father that died. Yeah, yeah. But I think the idea that he sees, you know, Ron as his family, and he obviously sees Esty as his family, that he's the one who's trying throughout the movie and the story to, to you know, bring the family together and be like the peacemaker even at the cost of his own, um, you know, position and well, situ- you know, some of the it's community, the, right? Some some of it's to I, I concur, but also some of it is because he knows the fallout that's going to happen after the fact. So, in other words, it's some of it. It's 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 agency, not just trying love. In other words, he knows that okay, he's going to be embarrassed. He knows um, he's he's going to be breaking a marriage vow because he never expected any of this to happen because it literally just happened in, in a 24 hour period, basically. Um, it, it was probably building up, but it probably wouldn't happen if it didn't have that spark, which, which was the, the death of the, the rabbi and, and uh, Ron reappearing. And, and he's going to, and he doesn't, and you, being the, the head rabbi, you know, he's going to always think in the back of his head, oh, those people are talking about me behind my back saying, oh, my wife just bailed on me with my, my unborn child um, <laughs> because, because I'm, I wasn't man enough or, or, or she was gay all along or whatever, you know, whatever right. a, a person that, that is, is shell-shocked after something like this happens to them. So there's no way I think he could have took the job even if he wanted to. So I think it's a combination of both, Sean. Which is which is fine. And, and I also, was- also I think there's a hidden agenda too. Is not a hidden agenda, but I think deep in his mind, if Ronit had never left, that was the woman that he really loved too. I think there was a little hint in there, even though it's not a main story point. I think he would have preferred to have married Ronit, and when she bailed or what happened, he 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 was married off to Esty. I don't know. What do you guys think on that one? I say that again. That Can you say that again? Yes. Yeah. I, I think he actually, when he was younger, I think he would have dated or married Ronit instead of Esty. Esty was... I had fr- the feeling that they did date. <laughs> it almost felt like they had, that definitely had the strong... That, all right. Yeah, so I'm not wrong, wrong to think that. Yeah, so I'm, no, I don't think so at all. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking he he liked her more than his wife 
or, or would have chose her over his wife if it was, if it was you know, 15 years prior to 20 situation, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah they oh, seemed yeah. closer. Just in the but few I, seconds you see him with her, they seem so much closer than he and his wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. and this is where I thought the situation is where it seems like he, like, they're, you would, if you didn't know about her, you could assume that they were brother and sister, mm-hmm. Ronit and David, because of how protective he was of her. Yes. And how much, you know, again, when the community is, is not welcoming her and not um, being kind, right? He's the one who's standing to her defense and he's the one who's trying to, you know, make her feel yes. at home. Right. Yep. And that's where I thought like there's that relationship or that, you know, whether they had, whatever they had in their past, that there was enough of a, a kinship or whatever that, he he felt like a brother to her at this point in their their life. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already married to Esty yeah. at this point. So even if he has some feeling, or he would have made a different choice, he's still he's he's already in, down the path. So that's yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's very path. Yeah. he's very committed too. You can tell that yeah. he loves her. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It, it's the it's the second best choice is still. A great choice, even you know, because sometimes you just don't get the the the, the best choice. Can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. There you go, <laughs> Rolling Stones. <laughs> um, so um, the so so let's let's let me see here. I want to talk about um, so so yeah. This is this is where where another thing that. Uh, Really makes David, or get, and I'm going to just call him David because I'm sure that's how you're supposed to pronounce it, even though it's spelled differently. Um, he gets screwed because not only is he, is he going to lose the chance to be the rabbi, and, and, and legitimately meaning where he feels comfortable doing it, but he's even worse, more so than he's losing his wife, but even worse than losing his wife is he's getting screwed over for the fact that his wife is pregnant and he's, and he's not going to be able to be the father that he was expecting to be. Right. In a couple situation, it's going to be like right. a separated situation now. Right. Right. He may right. not even know where she goes. Right. Cause the way right. she's talking about it. <laughs> right. Right. And, 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 you know, damn well that the, the child isn't going to be brought up um, in that, faith or that community so so he doesn't even know you know how much is he going to have in common with with the child anyway but if if she stayed local he could still at least see her and have uh, and see him i mean or her the baby and and have something in common with the baby even if the, the baby lives a different type of lifestyle but yeah i mean his whole life is completely shattered destroyed so the question is, who's who's to blame? I mean, technically, you can say it's Esty's fault, but you could even go further back and say it's the community's fault. It's the oh no, I think it's the community's it's fault. The community's that's, fault. That's the point yep. he makes at the end: is that you're free. You guys yep. can do what you want. I am not holding you here anymore, and I'm not even going to be the leader of the community anymore because I believe in it so strongly. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Also, also too, he. I think that that was just a cop out. I think he just doesn't want people talking behind his back as much if he was the actual rabbi. But it's partly true too, I'm sure. No, I think but, he was doing a selfless act there. I think of all no, the no, characters. No, 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 no. I mean, not becoming the the head rabbi. I mean. Oh yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. he's still the most selfless of all. Of the oh, characters. oh, he's the yeah. Oh, oh, big time, big time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to diss it's not, it's not a yeah. Ron. It didn't do anything wrong either. It's not no. her fault. I mean, I mean, she shouldn't have had had sex with with Esty, even if it was a one night stand, um, because again, it's you know, but you know, she's married or whatever. But but all in all, she wasn't. It wasn't her intent or her purpose or even her fault to destroy that marriage. No, absolutely not. I, I think I think the the problem was is that. David is so into his religion that he forgot that even if they Esty was was changed, quote unquote, changed to be married and heterosexual and become a, a wife and have children and be a teacher and all this other stuff, it, it was in for for a heterosexual man to marry someone that is may not be heterosexual. That should have been a red flag to him, and he should have never married Esty in the first place. Well, but because, he did what society ordered him to do, right? I mean, yes, that was- yes, yes <laughs> that's true. Because again, it, it, even even if she didn't, it, the, the, what, let me rephrase that. By marrying her, there was always a chance something could screw up. Because again, she's not living the life that she probably wants to live. And he it has to be either brainwashed or true, true, or just dense to actually believe that you can cure a person that's quote unquote gay. And I put cure quote unquote right because he oh we could change her and she became from heterosexual and she will then live a normal heterosexual life. You, you know we all know that's debunk, right? I mean it's it's just how it is. So. For him to believe that she was okay with a heterosexual relationship with him kind of makes me think he was dense or brainwashed himself in the community. And I think by the end, he awakens too, and he goes, yeah, I I think there's more to to life than just this community. Well, I think that's how he's able to make that choice is because – Again, his was a question of faith, right? Faith is about you're not really, depending on where you look at it, is about not questioning stuff in some cases, right? And his thing was, no, he saw something or felt something that didn't jive, and he had a decision to make. And that that's where he makes the choice to, to set Etsy free and, you know, take this different route of not you know, following in the steps and getting to be the rabbi and, you know, having this prestige and stuff with the community, like he walks away from that, right? I think he's still pursuing his faith, but I think he's doing it or realizes that he can have it, do it in a different way, maybe. Well, and it's... Isn't... Go ahead. Sorry, go finish, Sean. No, go, go ahead. I was just going to say he... Actually, society, his society is losing out because he would have made a yeah. good rabbi. Exactly. Because he understood those things. And because he was able to, to, yeah, to look past just what the words are and look to the people, yep. right? And I think, so it's sad that because of stuff, he isn't able to do that. Yep. And well, well he, that, he, theory, could do it. I, I, it would just be in a different matter. It wouldn't be in the same 
level within the community, right? He'd have you know, he would be tainted. He knows it. He wouldn't feel right, and uh, all this other stuff. Yeah, that's true. I I, I think th- I think the guy. Um, the moment she says that it wasn't just Esty. I mean, let me phrase that because I said the wrong name. It wasn't when Esty says it's Ronit that I had attraction to. It's when she said. No, I've had attraction to women my entire life, all women, many women, not just Ronit. And in that moment, I think that's when he knew that, okay, my life is not what I thought it was. Right, and, yeah. And it, what's the use of, of even being married? I, I So some of it is coming to grips and, and understanding and, and being more open. But I also think a lot of it was also – a defeatism in a sense too, because it's like, what's this is, this is just a, a waste. I'm, I'm wasting. This is well, yeah. I mean, it's the idea of like some battles aren't worth fighting. Right. Well, Sometimes, why, why even be married? If, if your wife comes up to you and says, I don't love you anymore, basically is yeah. what she said. You know, the yeah. whole marriage is a farce. I never loved Actually, you. Actually, I never oh. loved you. Yeah. It's yeah. not, I don't yeah. love you anymore. It's, I don't love you. I've never loved you. And you know, Hey, <laughs> right. Right. So, so he got destroyed and, and so it's at that point it's like everything changes for him everything yep. you know and I'm not saying that he's going to change otherwise he still could go right back to being orthodox and marry another uh orthodox woman which he probably will whatever but he, he his his marriage is gone his his future child is gone his belief that he can actually do the rabbi role while not um not feeling embarrassed never mind feeling capable or even faithful for that matter because maybe he's lost some faith too i don't know um his whole life is just reset button yeah but i like the thing though at the end where he where they have the hug and you feel again it was bittersweet and this whole process has been very trying and and yeah he's not hateful he's not yeah it's more depression than anger. It's more sadness than anger. Melancholy than yeah, anger. Yeah. And but just the idea that like embracing each other as family humans, whatever you want to say, right? Without all the this with all the the you know superfluous stuff around, there's just three people who are connected who are going in different directions, but having that moment of connection. If that right. makes well, sense. Well, you know what's kind of interesting about it? Is that Ronit, I, I don't think, at this point, after the whole mess that's occurred, I don't think she, because, I, I mean, would Ronit take Esty back? Yeah, that, that's think, what I think the end shows when she comes to kiss her and says, oh. let me know where you're going to be. And she says, I will. And then. Um, oh, interesting. I thought I thought yeah. Est, I thought Esty was just going off on her own. And and it was never really Ron it. It was She's going to go woman. off on her own, but they're going to get together at some point is what is yes. kinda of what I was like. But 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 is that gonna be a friendship or is that gonna be a relationship? It's hard to well, say. I yeah. I think it's left up to, to well, the, the viewers right. to, to so, think about, right? So so what I'm thinking is that Ronit won't get Esty back except as a friend, while Esty didn't look... In other words, I think Ronit felt more for Esty than Esty felt for Ronit. And I... Because Ronit only liked Esty as a female, while 
Esty liked, likes all women, period. So I think Esty used Ron, in a sense, to just get out of her marriage, the whole deal, and now is going to go off and find some other woman. Oh, I didn't feel that way at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was in that. I don't think it was that malicious. I think th- th- this is what, like, we were talking about. Like, well, I don't even know if that- she thinks she was malicious. She did it unconsciously. I don't think but, there was any usury involved here. Not purposeful. Oh, I, I don't either. But, but I, I, I think Ron it. Esty doesn't have the same amount of feelings to run it. I think it was oh. more the lifestyle. Yeah, I don't I agree think, with I that. Think, I think there's a okay, love for her. Right? Yeah, of the well, of course, yeah. But I think she's also has to find her identity because right. I mean, for this whole period of time, she has been living someone else's life, yeah. and now she has to find her own life. And whether that means she comes, you know, her and run it come back together at some other point down the road or not right she has to go through the journey now of who is she really and what is that a cop is that a cop out because a lot of people a lot of people say that's that but i always consider that a crock because if she really liked loved quote unquote loved ron it she would Try Ron it out at least for a few months to see if they haven't changed as people. And How can still... she do that if she doesn't know if she loves herself yet or not? She's that's her problem. Well, then she's she, a, then, then she's a really damaged person. Then you're right. That's she a is. Point. She's it, been married to a guy point, right? and she's gay for this whole time. She's been married and having you know because, sex with him because, because you know I've seen enough movies. Never mind other people in real world where they've. Uh, divorce and then they marry someone from their past and they're, they're happy as, as clams and they didn't have to quote unquote find themselves because I well, not everybody's the same yeah, and it is a movie is different for trauma though right <laughs> yeah. like, like, oh, that, that's that's what I'm all... saying that's what I'm saying she's she's more damaged than, than I thought it wasn't just yeah. an unfortunate uh, mishap it was actual damage not only is she damaged she now has a child she has to think about Yes. So that cho- changes her perspective completely. She could so where- use that child a- a- as a weapon against David, I felt, too. But anyway, continue, Bert. I mean, she's got to take the child's interests first before her own, although she may not. I don't know. You well, know, that's the question. Right. It's hard to tell here what, what her choice is going to be. And I think it definitely leaves it up to the, the viewer to decide. But from what I saw, I felt like hers and Ronit's love was true. But at this point, because of everything that happened in this time period that Ronit came out here, she had a lot to think about and she had a lot of decisions to make. And they were, you know, she had to know herself. And the, so, and the thing I was going to ask. And, Ron, and Ronit is, isn't a slave to her, really. She has to make right. her own decisions and say, well, do exactly. I really want this, this damaged kook back? Right. You know? But, the, but the, the thing is, though, is that you can have two good people who love each other who can't make things work because of timing or any other kind of situation, right? It doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them selfish or whatever. It's right, but, but, something... but, they have, but they have an opportunity now. They, they don't have commitments. Because Esty's well, now she close. She's free. She's free. No, no she's free. Esty's free. So In a manner, that... except that she's got her child now to, to yeah, deal yeah, with but, too, but, right? But, but, so. Yeah, but she's only one month pregnant, two months pregnant. So, so, so she has eight months 
to worry about the child being born. My point is, is that she's an independent woman now, whether she has a child in, in womb or not. So mm-hmm. she has options. Now the question is, does she take them or not? And does even Ron even want those, those her as an option too? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just feel that uh, there's no doubt Esty got screwed because she was caught as well doing, you know, having lesbian sex as a, as a young woman. And unlike Ron, it, she had, she didn't leave the community while she probably had less to lose than Ron did. Ron had everything to lose because she was the daughter of the, 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 the leader of the community for Christ's sakes. But she stays and she gets screwed because she stays which partly is her choice. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, she decided to stay. So if she wanted to get bent over by going to therapy, both medical and religious, to be, quote, unquote, cured, she's somewhat at, at fault because she did not bail. But again, it's it's not – I mean, we're not in her spot. It's not easy to just bail. I mean, if you're – not you know I mean she's she's educated I assume she's educated because she's she's teaching but but so she could probably survive with a, a, a really good job outside of the community but it, it's not that maybe maybe to her she just freaked out I, I don't know I mean maybe she well, got just the think about it after the fact oh. but anyway, like, all she knows is that community really right yeah yeah so, but, but what's but but so didn't the other girl and she built but. People, again, this is where people are different, right? Some people can be able to take the leap of faith and and make that happen, and some people, I, I, no, for I'm whatever a, reasons, don't. No, I, I concur with you, everything you're saying, Sean. I'm just saying yeah. that I don't want to say that she is a victim 100% because she did decide to stay, even if she is, quote-unquote, a different human being, and mm-hmm. and so she, she her thought process is different than than Ronit's, she still made a choice, right? I mean, it's just like 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 uh, someone that, that is abused as a kid, one can become a criminal and one can may not become a criminal. They still have a choice, even if they're damaged. So she decides to stay, so she's at fault for staying. However, she got screwed because the community forced her to live a life that she didn't want to live. Right. So now we're 15 or 20 years later, and she just wasted a good portion of her life, which probably is, has made her like damaged big time because she's probably thinking every freaking day of her life she's going, I'm in a marriage that, and I, I don't like men. What am I doing here? You know, yeah. While while my the w- woman I did have sex with is off, and whether she's happy or not, I don't know, but I'm sure – it's better than this life. So, so she's been screwed big time. I just wanted to say that yeah. she still made that choice to stay. And that's yeah, why absolutely. I said, that's, and that's yeah. why I said Ronit's statement. Why didn't you leave? Is probably the most important line of the entire film. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I agree with on that. So it was just the, the idea of just like, again, these people and, They've all obviously they've all had to go through something that's not very good, right? And it's a matter of like how do you again everyone deals with things differently, and it you know people can say well you know you logically you should just do this or whatever, but it's when you're in the situation, you're not always able to see those things or think those things, right? 
And if you're, especially if you're dealing with something where you're having to live a, another life that isn't your own, right? Um, there's, you know, like you're saying, she's broken. She's always, you know, there's lots of stuff that you have to come, you try and unpack, right? Well, and think and, of it this way as well. She might resent, uh, Ronit might resent Esty because Ronit left and Esty basically had to take her place. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you could argue that it's the other way around too. Esty yeah. um, is pissed at Ronit because she got to go off and live the, uh, uh, the life that uh, Esty probably wanted to live. Yeah. You know, and, and not that that is the same because again, Ronit became is, is more likely heterosexual than, or, or let me rephrase, more bi is truly bisexual. Well, if Esty had left, she would have been a lesbian right from the get-go. But again, she would have the freedom to do so. And so she's jealous and also somewhat probably pissed that Ronit got to live that life. But again, neither neither one, because Ronit loses her family. She lost, yeah. you know, the, uh, the will, the whole, that was a whole embarrassment. Um, and on and on and on, you know, so. So, I mean, they all made sacrifices, right? And it's a question now, do you, after seeing this story, do you, how do you feel that it works out? Do you feel like a sense of hope for them? No. Or no. Well, I, I think they're always, all, all of them going to be depressed for the rest of their life. And, and they're going to be carrying those, that, that weight until they die. But. Which is fair. Yeah. But, um, I, I think the person that makes, is, is the best off is run it because her father, she's already made that sacrifice, right? Yeah. So she's not doing right. it again. Exactly. And, and, her, <laughs> and, and her father fucked her over by right. writing, writing her out of the and will. She didn't so even it's... get really that mad about it. I'd have been pissed. Yeah. She, yeah. Like she said, she wasn't shocked about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure she's still pissed, but yeah. she probably knew that, you know, this was a chance. There was a 50% chance or 25% chance that her father was going to be a, a total Dink. And well, sure and even was. if he didn't change the will, I feel like the the that group would have fucked her anyway and done yes. something to take the money from her, or, or try to anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, she, so she already was was you know disowned by her father. So she was already you know that that's in her past, and this just verified it further. And now that her father's dead, she has no connection at all to that community because her uncle's a dick so yep. she'll never have to deal with any of them again so i think she's the one that's going to be the most healthy out of the rest yep. while the the david is all fucked up he's done just forget it he's 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 destroyed as a human being unless he somehow luckily finds something in his life that will be happy make him happy i don't but, i don't agree i think he found the right decision and felt good about it Oh and, no no! It, it's the right decision, but I don't think he really feels good about it because he loses his son, his child. Right? That's that must be a. That's well, gonna we're going to assume that, I guess, but yeah, we we yeah. don't know that. Um, sure, I, I think he was true. happy with his decision. I, I think oh he, oh, but I think he was happy because it's like, why do I want to stay with someone that never loved me? I don't think. No, it's because, I, I think he saw the the situation they were in and finally realized what the society was doing to them and what it yeah, did to yeah, all yeah. three of them. Well, and, that, and that's another thing that makes his life destroyed because now his, his belief in his society, his culture 
and yeah, has been, been pissed off too. Yeah, so so I think he's. I think you're, you're absolutely right. Everything you said, Barrett, is 100 percent right. But I think all of it is like, oh my god, is my it a weight he can bear? Is what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. which he will be able to bear. Yeah, but, but it's gonna it's gonna be hanging over his head until the day he dies. I think. Well, and I, I felt like his final speech in giving that up was also. He was criticizing the the community yes. in a way, yeah. but he was doing it as a lesson, right? Which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which showed again that like, his emotional intelligence and awareness, right? Yeah. Because I mean, you yeah. could have done that different a different way, where you were accusing and and he's trying to to show them a different way. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, right, and, right, right. And, and they won't and they won't listen to him. No, so and yeah, they won't listen to him. But yeah, it, of course not. Yeah. he tried. And the thing yeah, is, yeah. is that down the road, I think that there's a point where he can have his faith. It, it may be different in how he um, is within the community or whatever. But I think in a way, it'll make his own like his own personal journey stronger. I, you know, because, I, I don't think so, and I'll tell you okay. why. Because he didn't even know any of this was going to happen. He thought his life was perfect. Okay, so once it all got destroyed on him, he is completely shattered, completely. So I don't think anything will ever top what it was 24 hours before he, he I, found out. I question that a little bit, and the only reason I question that a little bit is because I feel like he had to know that there was something between them. And by, I mean, either. Oh, yeah, yeah, but but he thought she was, quote unquote, cured, right? Because he's he was dense himself. Yeah, but you're with you tell yourself stories so you can get through to the next day. He was telling himself the story that she was cured. Right. So that he could keep his idea in in his version alive. Right. But but he don't. But 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 we're assuming that he really believed that his wife was a lesbian that was cured. He may have just thought she was just being a stupid kid. Yeah. 20 year old, you know, I right. mean, who like, knows? This, right? this too will pass. <laughs> right, right, right. Because nowadays in, in 2023, that shit uh, oddly happens. Uh, for, and I say oddly for someone that's, that's 53 years old, oddly happens all the time. It's like, Oh, no big deal. And yeah, no, I, I like guys, you know, a girl says, Oh, I like guys and I'm going to marry a guy. I'll never have sex with a girl before, but I just want to try it. You know, well, well when I was a kid, I, I wouldn't even think of that, but nowadays that happens. So he may have thought that's what it was. It was just uh, some 20 year old dumbass that, that decided to just try something and would never do it again. You know, he didn't know. So in his eyes, because even Ronit didn't know that she was a lesbian. She just thought Esty liked her as a girl, and that's it. So my guess is that David wasn't fooling himself. He actually believed that it was just probably some stupid thing that some 20 year old did and no one would have cared if it was in the regular world but since it was in this community oh my god this is the worst thing ever so but okay now she's she's over it what's she married me now and she's and everything's fine you see what i'm saying john i get what you're saying but yeah. i guess i'm just the way i was looking at it is each of them was on a different journey his journey was a spiritual journey that's how I, what i took from it and that I felt that this situation made his spiritual journey stronger 
because he could see the things that he felt were wrong in his heart and question them as opposed to just following them because you're told to. And you that's know, why I, you could be right, but I think it's more of his anger that that and again he's he's you're right in the sense that the community took a girl and tried to make her quote unquote cured and that's wrong and he knows that's wrong and that's where he's having his doubts now in the community but i also think he's mad and angry because if Asti hadn't lived this fake life and she was quote unquote a regular girl and that's quotes around that meaning a a heterosexual girl he would be happily married right now there wouldn't be a problem and he would be you know you see what i'm saying so he's just pissed at everybody he's pissed at i think he's pissed at the community mostly because i got I, i got snook it into marrying someone that wasn't heterosexual and my life is now destroyed. It's weird because I didn't see any anger in him. I saw no being pissed. Yeah, I didn't, well, didn't that's – but his anger is that, – that, that's the thing. His anger is more melancholy. Like like certain people – see, I don't usually get angry. I, I when, when bad things happen to me, I become melancholy. But I'm right. uh, inside, I still have like this anger, but I show it as melancholy. I feel that he – like you said, Sean, he's he's trying to – teach a lesson to the community that's his way of saying fuck you when in his head he's saying fuck you but it's coming out as a lesson at least that's how i took it i may be way off here well i think this is the good thing about the movie is it makes you question these things right yeah and that's that's what that that the strength of a story is when the story is finished you can have all of this stuff to question, and there is no right or wrong. It's well, and all we based all see on your experience. Yeah, our, our experience, and we all see different things about yeah. it that I mean, mean something different to us. We're we're all friends, but we've all had different experiences, right? And we yeah, we yeah, look yeah. at the world some ways in different ways or whatever. But the point is, is that the difference in experiences or outlooks or whatever doesn't stop us from being friends. Sean, it must have been tough being a Canadian. Jesus, you poor bastard. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to get the Canadian joke in there once. Hey, I'm half half Canadian, so I can say this thing. (laughs) Anyway, um, but no, that's – yeah, no, you're absolutely right, though. Uh, Everybody is going to – that's the thing. Like, no matter what a writer or a director or a producer says, the moment it goes out into the world, no matter what they said or what their meaning was – Anybody can interpret it any way they want. And that's the beauty of the art is that you can be able to create something and you have one intention, but then the world gets it and takes it in a million different ways. Right. All right. based on those, you know, your specific um, experience and stuff. So I think yeah. that's, that's, that's why it's so good and that's why it's so strong and why we can have this conversation and be able to see it from different perspectives, right? Well, that's the and, thing. Is for, for me, it's not even my lived experience, quote unquote, lived experience. Yeah. It's my my perspective. Like yeah. if that was me, if I was David, I would have been fucking pissed. But I wouldn't. I would have done it like him, which is I would just be a defeatist I would, and melancholy. And, and because it's like, yeah, just get out of here, wife. I mean, yeah. 
what am I going to force you to stay here? You, you have to go. And then to the community, nah, I, I ain't taking a job. And, and then I would give my quote unquote lesson. You know, you know in other words, I, I, I could relate to him 100% because this guy got bent over big time. In my perspective, uh, everything he did is how I would do it. And so right. my interpretation is that he's pissed. He's really pissed. And he's going to be depressed until the day he dies. Unless he's, lu- he's lucky and he finds some other woman who, because it appears he wants a wife and children. I mean, that's that's one of his goals in life. If he finds someone that really loves him, that he can love back and not get burnt by. But I think I'll that's lo- the point, though, is that he's allowed to have that future. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not a situation where he's, he's he did lose to... he, he did lose the the rabbi role. Whether it right. was, I think it's for two reasons: one, because he's lost faith in the community, but also because he doesn't want to be embarrassed as well. Well, but anyway, and, and whatever whatever his reasons are, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. that's his thing. But the point is, is that his future isn't bleak. I'm not saying it. I'm not taking away his grief, his loss, trauma, or anything from this. Yep, but yep. the thing is, is that he has an opportunity and it's up to him whether or not he's able to take it or not to be able to make the life he wants that he actually wants. Right. And that's, I think each of them has that choice at the end of this movie is to live the life they want. Right. And I think, but, but he, he loses out the most because he already thought he had that life. Oh, and then I'm not, and again, that's tied into his trauma and his grief. And I mean, he's going to be dealing with that, right? Yep. And how he deals with it, whether he gets counseling or therapy or, or doesn't, right? That's all going to be up to him. But yep. the fact is, is that he does, it isn't, there's no options. There's nothing. There's no point in existing, right? It's not a nihilistic, right, right, right. A nihilistic right, situation right. like that. Well, and, and like, there's nothing he, nothing he can do about it. This right. is the facts, right? I mean, it, it, it fell on his lap. He either has to suicide or, or he just sucks it up, right? He has to suck but it he up. Make, I think he, I think he decides choice, to suck right? it up. Yeah, he sucks it up. And so, and that's just where I'm saying is that, like, you can look at this and, again, from different perspectives and experiences and stuff, right? And you see different things. But, mm-hmm. again, this is why it is good because it's not just one way and that's it. Right? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Barry, you're you're – quote unquote lived experience or perspective if you prefer. Um has you your opinion of the three characters a little different than Sean's or mine. And that's valid. Yeah. 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 So um but yeah, I mean it's fun oh go on, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, that's why I, I have this it's odd because I'm normally a pessimist, but I have a hopeful feeling at the end of this movie rather than a negative yeah. one. Yeah. Whereas last week's, I was felt very yeah, negative. It was, yeah, that was not pleasant. <laughs> right. Well, well, right. The, the the thing is, is as the the three characters, uh, at least at least for me too, uh, um, Ronit and David, but we'll say all three are at least somewhat likable and aren't aren't yes. scumbags like, like last week's film where where oh my god there was, there was, there was no way to, yeah it was completely different you could you can <laughs> believe that you could be one of those characters right yeah. and then yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to look from their perspective whereas i you could not do that with uh evan rachel wood's character in last no. movie and right, if you right. could then you've got some really, yeah, he, really he, dark he, issues 
yeah. Now I, I will say this about this film. Um, I, you know, you know, you know, guys and girls that kiss, or, or girls and girls that kiss, whatever. But guys and guys kiss, whatever. You, you people kiss, so they swap and spit. But this sex scene where where they're spitting in each other's mouths that was so gross. I, I, <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know any what the kink is with that, but I know I know that's on probably Pornhub. I did shit, not like that but, either. Eh? <laughs> Yeah. That was not sexy to me. <laughs> no, no, that, that that was pretty gross. I'm sorry, you know. And people say, yeah, but people kiss. I go, no, kissing is different than than spitting in each other's mouths. I'm sorry, that's there's no no comparison. If it made me think of Boogie Nights, where he's like, it's not sexy, Jack. It's just not sexy. <laughs> yeah, and he's right. It, 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 it isn't. It's it's gross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't it wasn't sexy. It's it wasn't not sexy. my king. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I almost like threw up. I was like, "Oh my god, that's gross!" <laughs> yeah. And again, that could have been a guy or a woman doing it to the it would still opposite, be... op- opposite sex. And it's still kind of, yeah, yeah, it's just weird. It's just, it's, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, I, and and hey, don't don't say any hate mail for you know thinking those kinks are weird. It's just just how I am. I'm, Not our kinks. It's, it's, it's <laughs> my life. It's our life experience or or lived experience or perspective. Put it that way. Um, let's see. Anything else we want to talk about uh, that we missed? Uh, oh, I you know what's funny? Did. Oh, I do want to say this. Oddly, the characters, the, the 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 main character and probably the best character, which was Ronit, that's the character that we talked about the least, except the, about the the beginning where where it was the. But but again, that's that's kind of how it is the film, right? Because the whole first hour or forty minutes is her and how she got bent over by the community and her family, but she's really the catalyst for Esty yeah. and David's story. And those dominate the second half of the film, I feel. So it's just interesting how we talk a lot about those two characters on top of her character when she is by far the, the, the lead character and it's her perspective, mostly the film. And the thing is too, is that Rachel Wise's per- performance in that role is fantastic. Right. It's yeah, not, yeah. There's nothing you can say, oh, I didn't like this or I didn't like like her performance in that role is entirely believable. The emotions, the actions, responses that she shows all are believable in a normal human person. Right. Yep, You're not yep, feeling like sure. it's being over the top or anything like that. So I right. think the fact the fact that, yes, that we spent more time talking about the other characters is interesting yep. because, yeah, her character is pivotal to the other character stories being able to blossom. Yep, yep. And and I think her character is 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 the 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 character we we can relate to the most because she lives in our world and I'm not saying we live her lifestyle by any means, but yeah. she's in our world while uh David and Esty live in a, a community in a world that uh uh aren't everywhere first of all because they're only in certain areas like Brooklyn or this part of London and um uh we, as you said earlier Barrett um we have no idea how how those folks live and and how their philosophies are whatever so it, it's harder to really relate to them but therefore they're the more interesting characters kind of sort of even though I really like Ronit's character the best to talk about the film it's more interesting to talk about Esty and David because of the the differences that that they have compared to Ronit, who's basically us. Basically, well, she's farther along down the road, her journey too, right? Whereas they're at the start of their new 
journeys. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, well, David is literally <laughs> at the beginning. While 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 Esty knew all along, you know, she's just she was just faking it. Yeah. Oh, D- David, man, that poor bastard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would not have wanted to be him because I would not have done what he did. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do, dude. Is that, is that happened mm-hmm. to me where where my whole life was shattered in in like twenty four hours? It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Yeah. I think that really showed the strength in his character, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's his. I, I, I want to see him in, in in two years from now if he's a drunk okay. alcoholic smoking <laughs> smoking fentanyl and meth. You know, I'm, I'm serious, dude. He's going to be doing heroin on the side of the street in two years from now. That guy's that guy's done. I'm sorry, I, I don't have, I don't believe it. I'm, I think he's done. That's just me. <laughs> Obviously, I'm trying to be funny, but but yeah. you, but, but you, get, curious, you, know? <laughs> you you get you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I think otherwise we covered pretty much everything. I think we're almost at two hours, right? Getting close. So. Oh yeah, yeah let me check. Uh, let me look over here. I'm going we to check. Kind of started at seven thirty, but yeah. Yeah, we're at one forty-five and a half. So yeah. So yeah. So we're 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 pretty pretty good. Uh, let me let me ask uh, you, Barrett. Anything else that you wanted to bring up? No, I think we've covered quite a bit of what I want to discuss, if not all of what I want to discuss. All right. And Sean, you pretty much said you already did too, right? right. Yeah, I'm I'm good. All right. Sounds good. And yeah, I'm pretty much as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much, uh, uh, finished and, and can wrap it up. So, uh, before we do wrap it up, uh, uh, Barrett, uh, what's that other podcast that me, you co-host Eric and co-host Mike, uh, generally do each week? The Dark Discussions Podcast, or otherwise known as DDP. Um, yeah, we discuss basically dark horror, things of that nature. Um, once in a while, we'll do something outside of that, like we did the newest Jurassic World movie. Um, we've done some other movies that I wouldn't say were dark, but were popular uh, fantasy or sci-fi or whatever movies. So we do break out of it a little bit, but not to a great extent. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, myself, co-host Mike and co-host Eric actually do another side podcast too. That's generally monthly, similar to the home boutique psychotronic reviews. Um, whenever they don't get uh, overtaken by the podcast that uh, Sean will be talking about in a moment. Uh, but, uh, that cinema a la carte is a podcast that basically the three co-hosts choose, a film uh, uh, week, uh, monthly, so uh, co-host Eric will choose a film, co-host Mike will choose a film, co-host Phil will choose a film, and then back to Eric again. And basically, they're films that they generally like that aren't necessarily dark discussions, horror-type podcasts uh, that they want, would like to talk about and just talk uh, for a couple hours. And uh, that's what we do there. So for examples of films that we've done on that, um, we've done... Uh, wide eclectic group of films such as the Tom Cruise film Collateral, the David uh, Cronenberg film uh, History of Violence, the the Disney film um, Inside Out, the uh, B movie Madness film Flash Gordon from the seventies, uh, the nineteen seventy two Poseidon Adventure. So all, all sorts of oh we've even done westerns too so uh, yeah we've I didn't hear a, a single bad one there <laughs> yeah 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 that's, you guys we, did hostels too right yeah that's what I was about to say the western yeah, hostels yeah. oh and we did we did the the edge 
about bears that kill people. So that was a good one. So yeah, yeah, we've done a lot, of, <laughs> lot, of, lot of good uh, films there that aren't necessarily. Some of them could make the Dark Discussions podcast, but they they never have, and and so they they landed up on uh, Dark Discussions podcast side podcast called Cinema a la Carte, and some of them would never make Dark Discussions podcast like Inside Out for example, or yeah. Sean Baker, uh, uh, highly regarded film, Starlet, which was a, uh, just a drama. So um, a lot of good stuff there. So check that podcast out. Um, you can find it on the Dark Discussions podcast feed as well as its own feed, Cinema a la carte. Uh, now, Sean, uh, myself, you, Barrett, and co-host Mike have uh, done three TV show podcasts in the past, um, I guess, eight months. What what are those three TV show podcasts? So we did the Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, the Last of Us podcast. We did a Decimation of Dragons for the House of the Dragon Game of Thrones podcast. And we did the She-Hulk uh, Avenger of the Law for the She-Hulk series uh, on Disney+. And uh, each of those series brought very different things. <laughs> Um, some might say the uh, Last of Us didn't have enough cordyceps infected. Uh, some might say the House of the Dragon had lots of unlikable characters, and She-Hulk was uh, just was well, was just say fun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't what we expected. Yeah, um, such a different range, all of those. Yes, very much so. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So uh, you can all find the back categories of those three podcasts. Um, on the darkdiscussions.com website and uh, just search for She-Hulk, House of the Dragon, or uh, Last of Us. The podcast will pop up and you'll get the full name of those podcasts and those podcasts will appear both on the Dark Discussions podcast feed in our history or you can go to uh, wherever podcasts are found uh, and search for those podcast names uh, directly in those podcasts. podcast streamers and uh listen to them that way as well um all right so that's pretty much our uh house cleaning on that front uh so i guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here as we wrap up about an hour and 51 minutes into the podcast not well out of an hour and 53 minutes including the the, the uh um what do you call it the, the trailer and then another a uh, minute on top of that for the intro. So uh, let's get into our final thoughts on this film here. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Yeah, I really like this film. I thought it was really well done. Um, the acting's great. Cinematography is great for the areas that they're in. I mean, it's nothing that we don't have wide <laughs> views of nature, but um, it's well done. Uh, this movie's well worth seeing. Um, I think it's probably going to be number one for the year for um, – our LGBTQ month for me, and it it's pretty high up there of for all time for the last four years we've been doing this film together. Yeah, something like that. Three, something four like that. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of uh, really good ones. Uh, a Walls, I think, is my favorite still. And then that summer of San Gail was pretty damn good. Um, this one's damn good. Um, what other ones good? There's a couple others that are pretty good. Oh, that Iranian one was pretty good. I forget the name of that one. And then uh, a couple of this, but yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Continue though, Barrett. Sorry. Yeah, that is pretty much it. This is a great movie. You should see it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I, I know some people will say, "Oh no, this is another 
a film that's pissing on religion. And, uh, you know, some people could, could take it that way. You know, I mean, it is, uh, interesting. Um, uh, but you know, that's how, that's how it is. Um, but, but just as a film, um, and if you overlook, um, the, the question of, of sin versus the sinner and whether something is a sin, even in the first place, uh, and just look at this film as a film, uh, whether you are, uh, religious or not, whether you are Orthodox Jewish or not, whether you are, um, any faith or not, um, the film is a really good film. Uh, has a lot to say about uh, people, about living lives that have been shattered that you weren't expecting to live when you had planned. You know, everybody comes out of childhood, hopefully, if they weren't abused or whatever, uh, with with hope. And if they don't screw up their life themselves, uh, that hope will, will, will fruition. But sometimes bad luck happens, as uh, Barrett mentioned uh uh, Mick Jagger singing, you can't always get what you want. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's just bad luck. Sean mentioned timing at one point. Some of it is because of people make hugely bad decisions in life, uh, or the wrong decisions. Uh, the film has a lot to say about that. So it's, it's kind of relatable, even if you're not Orthodox Jewish or, uh, lesbian. Um, but, uh, as a film, all in all, it has a lot of cool stuff. It's a good film. It's a great film. Uh, big thumbs up. Sean, what do you got? Yeah, no, I'm uh, on board with you guys. This is an excellent movie. Uh, very good story. I think it's probably my most favorite out of the the genre that we've we've looked at, at least in my run so far. Um, I would highly recommend this for anyone because I think it is a very thought provoking uh, thought provoking movie, and uh, you know gets you to ask some good questions. So. I think it's uh, it's really really good. So I'm surprised it didn't get more acclaim. Yeah. Well, it, it actually did get a lot of acclaim when it came out. That's the thing. It's just that it 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 didn't get the Oscar nominations everybody thought. Uh, but but it was it was it was uh, it was a big talked about film. Believe it or not, if, even though you guys hadn't been familiar with it. Um, but yeah yeah. Um, but but it's similar to. In a different way, uh, but it's very similar to Brokeback Mountain in in the sense that people's lives aren't what they expected. Yeah. And also their lives um, backfiring for, for various reasons because of, of – and, and the thing is it doesn't even have to be lesbian or gay. The, the, these films are, are kind of like – could be anybody's life. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so which is like bad luck. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stu- people are stupid. Uh, not, they're not, they're not, people don't just suck. They're stupid. And, and, and stupidity destroys a lot of people's lives, even if, even, uh, by making stupid decisions. And, and a lot of people do make stupid decisions. And, and a lot of people are just stuck, um, in, in a situation that sucks and, and that happens too. So, so even though it's quote unquote, a lesbian film or LGBTQ film, um, it it says a lot about just general things itself, which is, which is kind of interesting. Um, all right. So, uh, once again, this film is called disobedience. It came out in 2017. Uh, the film, uh, is directed by uh, Chilean director, Sebastian Lelio, um, who, um, uh, has hasn't done isn't as huge as we. Uh, it's interesting. He he did win uh, Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film uh, for A Fantastic Woman, 
which was also 2017, which is kind of interesting. Um, the film is written by him and Rebecca Lankovitz. Uh, Rebecca's from uh, the UK. Uh, Disobedience, the book by Naomi Alderman, which is also a, a UK book uh, and the author is uh, UK. Uh, that's what it's based off of. And, of course, it's produced by Rachel Wise. Uh, Rachel Wise is also the lead actress. Uh, and Rachel McAdams and Alessandro Nivola uh, have joined the cast as well. Uh, the film uh, got about 85% good reviews by critics, 75% by uh, audiences. Uh, even though it's a 2017 film, uh, it didn't make the United Kingdom until 2018, which is kind of interesting, even though it is a British film. Um, the film uh, grossed $8 million off a budget of $6 million, uh, which is makes sense because it was an indie film or one of those. Damn, Siri. <laughs> gotcha. We're almost <laughs> done. You almost made it. <laughs> almost. And she, she finally haunted me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it came out actually the same week as uh, Black Panther, as a matter of fact. So oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, so uh, yeah, check it out. It's available anywhere. Uh, VOD is available. You you may be able to watch it free somewhere. I, I didn't bother because I already bought it. Uh, did where did you guys watch it? It was oh, on I had Netflix. To rent it. I had to rent it. Okay, so it was free on Netflix for American. I think uh, it was viewers. on. Oh, it might have been Prime. I can't remember now. All right, but it was free. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can actually look it up right now. Again, this is this is dated, but this is uh, June thirteenth, twenty twenty three. So uh, it could. Uh, be different by the time uh, you listen to this, uh, but the film is available for free in the United States on Netflix. So there okay, you go. So it's Netflix. There you go. And something yeah. called Canopy too. Canopy must be one of those art house type stations. Um, also, um, it is available on disc as well. Um, so you can check it out there and. Yeah, that's all I got. And you, you, where did you rent it from, uh, Sean? I just was, I forget it was, I had to rent it off of a channel. I can't remember what, which one it was, but it was like, it was a rental. So gotcha. it was like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. In the States, it's three ninety nine rental. Uh, if you want to purchase it, it's anywhere between eleven ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine dollars uh, for VOD. Disc, you may actually probably get it for nine ninety nine. Who knows? All right, so that's our, our film, our second film of uh, LGBTQ month uh, on Halloween between Psychotronic Reviews, our annual event that we've been doing with Lesbian Art House Films. And we'll be back next week for sure with another one. So uh, with that, Barrett, why don't you lead us out? Thanks again for joining us. Join us next week for the next week of the LGBTQ month and a new movie. No.